吧，对嘞，好，哎耶 ，Good， how you doing？ How you doing？ <laughs> I am doing good. This is a long time coming, actually. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm excited to be here.、Uh, I forgot I had Clubhouse open, so I came over here and I was like, "Who the hell is talking?" Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How you been since I last spoken to you? Um, been good, man. Um, you know, just doing the daily stuff that I always、uh, seem to do, just、uh, work and、um, taking care of business. That's it. That was the the trucker life, yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> how is that? How is that even going? Because like, I'm curious if you you do that like for hours on end or something like that. Yeah, I mean, like a normal shift for me turns out to be like twelve to fourteen hours. Like that's just so every day, like twelve hours is ex- at least twelve hours is is what is expected.、Um, But I'm、um, home daily now. Before I used to do this, like home daily stuff. I used to drive like through the、um, Continental 48, you know, excluding obviously、mm-hmm. like Alaska and Hawaii and stuff like that. But、um, drove through every single state pretty much. So, yeah. And how is that lifestyle? Because I'm sure it's like quite hard, no? Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was actually pretty fun. Like just a.、Uh, Getting to see all these states because I've been to other places like on actual like I guess you say vacation or just a visit or stuff like that. But、um, there's plenty of states that I don't think I would have ever gone through. I mean, even that I did go through them, I'm like, what the hell's here? Ain't, nothing's here. But、uh, but I'm here, you know. So what's the what's the what's the places that you've never been, which you were、uh, you were surprised about? What do you mean, like? Like, like you said, you you've been to places that you haven't been. Like when I say surprise, I mean like, like places that surprised you in a way where I would like to be, come back here again one day. Oh, um, let me think.、Uh, not sure because honestly, like、um, most of the places that I thought were pretty cool were places that. I've already been to like to visit somewhere. Well, I guess Tennessee was all right. Tennessee was pretty cool. I had never、mm-hmm. been there, and then、um, I had to be there for like almost a week, like four or five days. It was pretty cool out there. Tennessee's Nashville、mm-hmm. is a chill place.、Um, yeah, yeah, I love that. So now you're now you're relaxed, and now you're home, and you're just chilling now. Chilling. We are here. I like that. I like that. So let me give you your introduction. So welcome, guys. This is my regular podcast, going from stereo to all streaming sites. So Spotify, Title, Apple Music, Google, or Google Podcasts, whatever you may be using, it's probably going to be there. And today, well, tonight is the premiere of my second season of the podcast, and tonight is no exception because I have the spiciest barito of them all on stereo. It is King Gio, everyone. Oh yeah. Me 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 me. Yes. Oh yeah. I love it. You know what's so funny? I love how we started.、Um, we start season two off with your tea time, but realistically, you were supposed to be on tea time、um, last season, actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And but 
we had to, we had uh, schedule conflicts because it was your son's birthday. How was that, by the way? Um. Well, you know, like uh, a lot of places are reopened, and I don't know. A lot of people are doing stuff, but me personally, especially when it comes to my kids, like I, I, I don't want them around other booger kids right now. You know what I mean, I don't, I don't trust it enough with this whole Corona stuff going on. So, um, they. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't really do too much because there's not too much that we can do but you know just a cake some food things like that and you know got him a little presents um but uh later on um i do plan to take a trip somewhere um i don't know if somewhere new or somewhere that we've been to before because uh like he likes obviously like the basic stuff disneyland legoland stuff like that so i don't know if we'll do that or he also likes the beach so, I mean, we'll see what we do later on. Um, but yeah. So is there, is there one Mini Geo or is there others? There's two There's two Mini Geos, yes. Oh, is it one Geo and one Gia or is it both Geos? Oh, no, it's what, what's going on there is I got two Mini Geos and I guess you could say one Gia because my oldest is a, is a girl. Oh, how, how old is the oldest? Uh, nine right now. Oh, bless. And you guys live in the same household or you guys was it sharing with each other? Uh yeah, it's it's a little complicated, but yeah, some something like that. I mean I I see him a lot, so um Oh I like that. Well I'm sure was it I'm sure was it the mini geos are proud of their their trucker daddy, you know. <laughs> oh, uh yeah, I mean my my daughter tells me like I, like I remember the other time she was like, um, cause you know how like in school they say like, oh, what does your father or what does your parents do for work and this that they do little projects like that and um, I remember I told him I was like, you tell him I truck drive and she was like, she was like, yeah, I tell him that you just drive a truck. I mean, you don't do nothing special. And I was like, okay. <laughs> well, that's a bit rude. Not doing yeah. anything special. <laughs> She's like, I mean, you just drive a truck. So that's what I tell him. Nothing special. I was like, yeah. I mean, I right. do you tell them you, you you drive a big, huge truck, a, a motherfucking huge truck? <laughs> yeah, facts. No, I'm, well, they've actually uh, ridden in it before. You know what I mean, like, um, especially when I used to do like over the road, um, because some of the trips that would end up back in California, it would be like a delivery near my house. Um, so I would like pick them up and like come with me to do the delivery and just to hang out. I guess just to see what it's all about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. so i want to ask you the first question which is the most important question of tea time is what a beverage have you chosen for this discussion tonight what which what what drink uh, tea or drink of choice have you chosen for this discussion tonight oh i just kept it kind of basic the chamomile that's what it's called uh, nice yeah. so was it you're, you're you're ready to go to sleep after this <laughs> yeah i mean hopefully so uh I've, last two days or so i've been having this back pain i don't know what it's all about but um hopefully i feel a little better tonight we'll see i heard was that i heard cbd oil helps greatly with back pains i don't know if yeah, you've tried that I- Actually, I I have some, but the thing is, I can't reach to where my pain is at, and I don't have anybody that's gonna put it down there, you know. So it's like, 
you know, I can't really, I can't, I can, I can reach, but not too good, like to get it all in there, you know? Yeah. This, see, this is why I tell people to start doing like yoga because like yoga just makes you reach your back. Um, not mm. realizing that like stretching your arms and legs and everything like that will give you like all that twist and turns that you need in your life, you know? Yeah, I definitely probably need to do that. I'm not as flexible as I should be, so. <laughs> I love it. Uh, okay, so second question is, if you'd like to tell, uh, let the audience know, as well as those who'll be listening on the streaming sites, where you are in the world right now and how is life, basically? Um, well, I'm I'm uh, from Sacramento, California, so out in California, and um, it's nice and warm already. It's warming up, and um, basically, yeah, I mean, life is good. Just uh, every day, driving the truck uh, back and forth from here to Nevada, and back down mm -hmm. into California. That's just that's just life right now. Because uh, I yeah. explain how many hours I work every day, so that that just ends up being life, you know. Just work, uh, get home, and back to work. And um, but you know, usually like Saturdays or Sundays and stuff like that is when I have more free time. So, but even then, that's mm -hmm. just spend with the kids. So, yeah. So, <clears throat> so last season, I actually um, asked the second question as, "How is the lockdown situation?" But I'm guessing in the U.S. it's gotten better now. Yeah, I mean, a lot of things are opening up. Um, here, they're still being a little, I guess, a little cautious because uh, even things that are opened up, they're not fully reopened. Like um, like Disneyland, um, like they're reopening that, but um, they're only allowing 25% capacity. Um, you know, restaurants, they're letting you sit inside and eat, but even then, they don't want it to be a full house inside. Things like mm -hmm. that. Um, Cause I know other states like Texas, they're just kind of like, you know what? We don't even care. This, this is it's open already. Cause I don't know if you've seen like that Canelo fight, but um, that was just like two, three weeks ago, and they had seventy three thousand people in that stadium. So I was just thinking like, all right, it's a lot of people to have in one spot, but Texas don't care, you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, when you have was that um Senator Cruz um leading Texas is not really not really being an influential like spot to go in my eyes would you say yeah, yeah. um Texas is cool though it's like, I I would if if I were to ever leave California that's the only place that maybe I would move to not necessarily just cuz it's the best location but just because it's cheaper housing, no property tax, stuff like that. But mm -hmm. yeah, I don't know about that. I and you said that state. you said you said you're you're cautious with the whole um, COVID when it came to your kids. Like, are you are you cautious with the whole hygiene and the whole touching and everything? Like now. Yeah, I mean, I've always been. Um, well, not always. I'm not gonna say always, but. Um, over time, over time, especially um, like with certain situations that I had to go through, and um, like hygiene is one of the things that was like um, like mandatory. You know, make sure you brush your teeth, wash your hands, uh, all that kind of stuff. And um, so that, that that's always just been normal to me. But I'm not gonna lie, like during everything with this going on, I feel like I overdo it. 
now I think about it too much sometimes. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely washing my hands more than I ever did and hand sanitizer, stuff like that. Because um, at the end of the day, I don't worry too much about myself. I don't know. I'm one of those type of people that, like, um, basically always just puts other people, you know, the people I care about before me. So I'm not too worried about, like, like if I were to have gone corona or something like that. But, you know, like, I think, like, if I got it, then I would think, oh, shit, I would pass it on to my kids or something like that. Like, I wouldn't care about me necessarily, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, guys, just to give you um, a lowdown on how tea time works, it's basically um, tonight special guest is King Gio and the podcast is based on um, the special guest of life, who they are, as they are and what they are today, basically. So before we get into it, we're going to play a quick ditty and then we're going to get into it. So we have the return of my spicy sister, well, our spicy sister, um, Stereo Spicy Latina, Millie J. Green. Hola, Paolo. What's up, King Gio? I'm about to drink another cup of coffee, you guys. I refuse to take a nap. I will go to sleep late night. So I just sleep the whole fucking night through. I'm in here. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yes. Shout out to you, Millie. Yes. I mean, like, coffee right now. What time is it over there? It's like around uh, 10, 9, 50, like 4.15 now. Yeah, for her, yeah, one fifteen. I mean, four fifteen, about to be. For me, it's one thirteen. So yeah. Also, your your PDT time, no? Yeah, uh, Pacific time. Okay, and she's Eastern time. I get it. I get it. Okay, so we set five subjects to all guests on tea time. It's always the same. Let's get into it. So, ladies, gentlemen, non-binary peeps, and King Gia, are you ready for your tea time experience? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Yes. Okay, so based on your life, who you are, as you are, your first subject is a person of influence and admiration. Tonight, your chosen choice is... Uh, my dad. Yes. Why your father? Um, honestly, it's just because, uh, like my dad, I, I feel like he just taught me a lot of ways of how, um, a, a man's just supposed to carry himself. Um, because like my dad, like, it's not like he's perfect. Like, you know, he, he's done a lot of crazy things. Um, he was involved with some stuff, um, before but at the same time even when it came to anything like to have to do with like street life um he still had morals when it came to certain things you get what i'm saying like um like he always Mm -hmm. just told me that the at the end of the day you got to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and um you know be able to respect the person you see in the mirror as a man you know and um so like I, i remember like one of the things he told me was like um, if you give somebody your word on something, make sure you stand by your word. Like, you know, a man's always just as good as his word and um, little things like that. Or also like, uh, you know, like sometimes when you're involved with certain street stuff and, you know, a lot, like a lot of us uh, grew up in bad situations. And but my dad always told me, like, look, it might be tough, but there's certain things that um, other men 
can't really respect. And one of the things he told me was like being a thief. You know, he said, uh, "Don't don't ever be a thief because no one can ever trust a thief." You know, um, little mm-hmm. things like that. It's, it's not like he was saying, "Yeah, go ahead, do everything else," but it was kind of like a man's got to do what he has to do um, to take care of business. You know, and that's that's just always been my dad, and um, it's always just been about taking care of business. And he's always just been big on work, like pushing work ethic on me because um, from a young age like uh, he also had his own um, landscaping business and like I would be out there 11 years old or whatever um, you know like mowing lawns uh, doing the blower like blowing the leaves around trimming trees doing shit like that and um, you know it's just my dad just wanted to show me that basically uh, everything in life you have to work for you know because uh, whenever I did like want to ask for like some pants or shoes or to go out to some movies and things like that he wouldn't just be like okay yeah here's some money um whatever like basically he told me like yeah you could go out but you're gonna work to because basically if if i weren't to be giving you this money there's no way you could go out without have having to have been worked for the money you get what i'm saying so mm-hmm. yeah he was always just big on just handling business and um just just doing what you had to do and um you know my dad was also like a a migrant um person here like he wasn't born here in the united states but came over and um just made the best of the situation and i think that he did well for himself and um just always took care of business and i i see as a person of admiration because i just you know just would like to be able to handle business myself as a man just make sure everybody around me is taken care of, you know what I mean? The ones that should be taken care of. So, yeah. So, um, so how did he have this mindset in the beginning? Do you know? Uh, the whole work mindset is probably just cause I mean, he would tell me stories about him. Like, I, I think that I started working young, but he was talking about him, like going out to, cause they would like, um, they had like, they would pick like the beans, you know, how they, whatever the, like, how they come into the, um, the little I don't know what you would call it, but, but they would go out. All the plants that they had out there, the they had a field, they had cows, they had all this other shit. And um, from like six years old, he was out there doing all that stuff, you know, um, gathering up uh, all, all the stuff for the animals and all that shit. And you know, like working, mm-hmm. working also for the fact that um, just to bring in extra money to the family and. That was from six, seven years old. I mean, I don't know. That it sounds crazy to hear, but um, you know, place other countries are sometimes a diff- a whole different ball game, you know. And um my dad he he never he never went to school. Like he tells me how he went to kindergarten and went to first grade and after that he never went to school, like in second grade, third grade, anything after first grade, he never went to school at all. Everything that he mm-hmm. learned was just self taught or just observing what's going on around him, asking questions. Um, and that's another thing about my dad. Like, you know, my dad, um, he's from Mexico, and, he, and he, he can't read Spanish or English. Like, it's not just that he can't read English. He can't read Spanish either. He just can't read. Mm-hmm. But him not being able to read did not stop him from, you know, working 30-plus years at, at a construction company that once he retired, you know, they gave him a good pension. He gets his pension monthly. Um, and throughout all those years, he also owned his own company, you know, and he did it all without even being able to read. So 
I don't know, like, that's just why I, I just think, like, my dad just handled business, took care of what needed to be taken care of, you know? I mean, I totally get it because with my mom, um, she she decided to end her, her whole education at the age of seven because back then no one knew about um, dyslexia. This was like, I, I believe in the sixties and the teacher would just basically call her stupid and dumb and just like make her cry. And then after that, she would never come back. And she decided to just have this work ethic up upon her. So at the age of seven, she would just start working and working and working and she will just do it like a nonstop. So I feel like, both of our parents are in similar lives because like you said your your dad's uh and the education at the age of six and started working and it just was a, it was just like non-stop after that yeah yeah and then uh his whole thing was just i guess just just get it done i don't know like he's always just being big on work um like like fucking our our saturdays were different you know like a lot of kids um i i would hear all the time that you know oh you know we would go to school monday through friday come saturday everybody would sleep in and watch cartoons or do whatever they do and like even from a young age like my dad would wake us up and even if we're not going to do anything he would just wake us up like six o'clock sometimes even five o'clock but like at least like six o'clock in the morning talking about that we should not be asleep you know and i'm like dad what are are we going to work right now? Sometimes it would be like, get up, we're going to work. But sometimes it'd be like, no, we're not doing nothing but get up, get up out of bed, you know? And um, so it's like, okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, because that's. that's is, your, like that. is your dad still around? Yes. Yeah. And how old is he right now exactly? Um, I can't do the math. I, I, I fucked up my, I forget, I forget the exact. I think he's going to turn 71 this year. So yeah. Does he still have that mentality of a, a of a work workmanship, or has he yeah. come down um, these no. days? No, that's still my dad. That's still my dad. My mom gets mad because you know my dad's obviously getting older. He's a lot older, and um, he he he's hardly inside the house. You know, like now he's more in the house than what he used to be. I think it's getting to him, but he won't admit it. But he's always just outside, and um, he he lives like uh, on a ranch property and stuff like that. And he just there's not really much for him to do. But I think sometimes he just like breaks shit to fix it. Cause I don't know, I always see him doing something, <laughs> but I'm like, is everything always broken? Like I feel like he breaks stuff to fix it. Like he's always fixing some fence. He's always building something. I don't know. He's always doing something, you know. And um, my mom tells him, it's "Fucking." be inside you know and he's like nah gotta be outside working it's like this guy uh, I'm, I'm curious when when you were born was he just like okay this baby needs to go to work straight away yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean from what i heard like also like um my dad like basically um because i'm I, i'm different like for for each of the births of my kids like i i told my work like hey you know she's expecting within this week I'm going to need at least three, four days off, you know what I mean? Or even the whole week off. And that's the way I did it. My dad, like, uh, at least from what I'm told, like, he just told the job, like, hey, she's in the hospital. He showed up and, like, boom, baby's born. And he, he went back to work. Like, you know, like, well, okay, baby's born. I'm out of here. And it was like, shit. Oh, my okay. God. 
That's so funny, <laughs> honestly. You know, literally, your what your dad sounds like sounds like my mom because, like, my mom like like chose to go to work after maybe maybe two weeks, two three weeks after oh, um, I was born, and I was just like thinking when my mom told me this, I was like, "Mom, you need to stop working too much. Like, you work so hard and everything like that." She's just like, "Yeah, but we're not gonna make any income and everything." Is it is it just me or is your father the same? Where if he doesn't work, he has this like um, theory that like you guys are gonna be fucked and shit like that. Uh. I- yeah, I think so because I don't know. The guy just keeps working, and, and like I said, he he gets a pension. So regardless, like every month, he's getting paid. Like you know, he's retired. He should be able to relax, and he like from the pension, he already gets enough to take care of the house payment and any other thing he needs. But at the same time, even then, he still continues to do his own company stuff, like with his landscaping business. Like you know, he's seventy years old out there, and he's still goes and like oh you need your tree trimmed okay and then you, know, you need this installed and you know, okay we can do that and it's like man this guy relax and this is i'm guessing this is the entire type of father who doesn't believe in vacations yeah no we like growing up i i, I never went on like a family vacation i mean we would go down to mesco but that was more just like like an ob it felt like obligated you know because we'll go down there to see his parents or see my mom's parents and um that's pretty much what it was when we went down to mexico it wasn't like we're gonna go down there and go to this place because it seems fun or whatever it's like we're going to grandparents house you know um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but you know me i'm definitely that... like, uh, yeah go ahead go ahead well i was just gonna say like um because i remember i was telling the story um to people about how like um disneyland you know I, I never went to Disneyland ever, and um, the first time I went was with my daughter, and I remember we were waiting in line to, like, get in and everything, and she was, like, all excited and stuff, and she was, like, and, you know, I told her, oh, are you excited? She's, like, yeah. She's, like, well, she's like, weren't you excited the first time you came? She's, like, how old were you the first time you came? And I was, like, uh, today. Today, years old. Like, this is my first time, too, you know? And she was, like, what? <laughs> and I was, like, yeah. And, you know, like, I don't know. Like, I... It's it's not like those things are mandatory for kids, like, growing up. I get it. Like, I don't know. Like, we all, like, I guess want to spoil our kids in a way. And it's not mandatory things. But I don't know. Like, I just feel like um, I want to be able to do as much as I can for my kids. And I don't know. Like, I'm kind of weird. Like, I always think that, like, you know, it's crazy to think. Cause, but it's true. Any day we could be gone, you know. And I just think, like, if mm-hmm. I'm gone tomorrow, I want my kids to have memories of me being here. You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's not like, well, that just worked. and We never did nothing with them, you know? So this is my question to you. Do you do you have that um, same mindset as your father, or would you say you're more you're more relaxed on the on the work ethic? Um, I think I think I'm all, like similar. But I, I think that, like, um, I think it's important to make time for family, you know? It's just because, like, my dad my dad has always been around, but um, but at the same time, not around. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he would just work. He will mm-hmm. come home. He wouldn't say a word at all to me. Like, the only time he would say a word to me is, like, if I had to do something with work or something to do a chore or something. You know what I mean? Like, 
there was never a conversation between us. And like, I don't know, like, I, I didn't like that, you know, and I just wanted to be different with my kids. And especially because my dad had all guys and, you know, they always say, oh, guys are different. But like with my daughter, I, I don't want her to feel like shit. My dad never even talks to me, you know, and uh, yeah, so I don't know. So I, I feel, that, I feel but... like I just made more time for the family. That's it. So when your father was introduced to your, your well, his grandkids, was the first question he asked was, so what job would you like to have when you grow up? <laughs> <laughs> I, well, you know what's funny about it? He didn't necessarily ask that, but, like, you know, once the, like, they started walking, my dad's like, oh, yeah. He's like, he's like you know, like, well, with my daughter first, you know, like, she started walking and stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, she, she's going to be ready for work any day, you know. I'm like, Dad, what the fuck? She just started walking. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. I love it. Is there anything further on this topic you would like to discuss before we get into the next one? Uh, no, that's pretty much it. Okay, so based on your life, who you are, as you are, your second subject of tea time is a place of fond memories. So. Tonight, your chosen choice is the place where I grew up. Um, uh, just just the neighborhood where I grew up. Um, just because, like, um, where like, is that specifically? Uh, I grew up in Sacramento, in Sacramento, California, and um, mm-hmm. in in the Meadowview area. And matter of fact, um, the reason why, like, I I, I just have like fond memories of that is because. I don't know. That was my childhood. Well, I mean, that was what I did have of a childhood. You know what I'm saying? And um, mm-hmm. even though young, like I got involved with a bunch of the gang shit that was going going on around me, um, you know, and I was always in some shit because I was always suspended from school for fighting. Um, and aside from that, we had a bunch of other shit going on outside of school where like it, it was like grown man business what was going on like you know i'm talking about shooting stabbings um crazy crazy stuff like that right and um so all this was happening from a young age and even while this was going on though like um i don't know like we we always just had good times in between you know and then from a young age like i got locked up i was 15 years old and um i got locked up and uh you know it was it was involved evolving uh, a murder that happened and like you know, so at at the beginning, I'm over here facing like 25 years or whatever as a 15 year old because um, California has a thing where, you know, they could try you as an, an adult as, if they want to. Like as long as you're, I think, mm-hmm. over the age of 12 or 13, I forget what it is. And um, so, yeah, and then I'm looking at that kind of time. And in the end, you know, and it, it ended up being um, a 10 year sentence what they gave. But, you know, I'm I'm just um like the the time that I did get to enjoy there like when I was locked up I was just thinking like even though we were always into some shit at the same time we always had fun you know um I guess that was like the only time I really had like as a kid even though the environment around me was just on some whole other shit you know um I was telling somebody a story about um about one time when we were having a water balloon fight because we're kids you know we're having a water balloon fight. I'm talking, but you know, I'm talking about like 13, 14 years old, like kids, but not super young kids, but we're like 13, 14. And, um, we're having a water balloon fight. Cause we're at the park and we're like trying to have some fun. It's summer day. And then, um, somebody pulls up that, you know, it's like from another gang or whatever. And 
they start shooting at us and we're in the middle of having a water balloon fight and it's you know it's this crazy thing that we're out there just trying to have fun as kids but at the same time getting shot at you know and when you think about that it's something that people would be like man that should be something dramatic i don't know about that being a good memory but like it's just weird how like in between there was always good moments you know what i'm saying and um Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I feel like everything that's happened in my life has um, molded me into who I am. And um, I don't know. Is this a place where, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what much more to say about that. I just feel like I had good times, you know? I was actually was a, I was actually in California two years ago, and I, I believe I was in Sacramento as well. But when I was there, it wasn't. I, people were telling me it was like a dangerous area, but when I was there for like, perhaps like, I think it was like a day or two, it wasn't actually that bad. Like when I say not bad, I mean like it was actually all right. Nothing yeah. nothing bad was happening. Everything seemed a bit quiet. Everyone was just being with them, being themselves, just like staying out of trouble. Would you say like, would you say nowadays it's like gotten better? Um, yeah, I, f- I feel certain parts of Sacramento have gotten better, like um, like the, the east side of Sacramento. That's always been the nicer side. Um, that's where you mm-hmm. have, like, the the bigger houses and stuff like that. That's always just been nice. But other parts have calmed down. I, I would say, like, um, it's just little pockets um, right now that's still just on some other stuff. Like I, like I would say, like, still, like, the Meadowview area – Oak Park area, um, Fur Ridge. There's there's certain areas of Sacramento that's like still just bullshit happens all day. But then at the same time, you could just cross the freeway and um, everything could be completely different because like uh, like I know you probably don't know the area too that well, but there's an interstate right there, Interstate Five, right? And if you're going up Interstate Five, um you can get off on an exit and the exit says Meadowview slash pocket. So mm-hmm. the thing is you're getting off and there's an overpass, you know, cause you're getting off and there's the overpass. And if you turn left to go to pocket, um, that whole area is gated community. Like you have to have a code to get in there. All the houses are big, but if you go to a right, you're going to towards Meadowview. And when you go towards Meadowview, mm-hmm. that's where a whole bunch of shit fucking goes on. But it's legit separated by a bridge. You know what I'm saying? And um, I don't know. It's weird. I think I know which one you're talking about because um, the bridge and it's uh, like the place itself is quite beautiful, actually. Like, I I appreciate the the whole scenery when I was there. Like, you had like old Sacramento with the whole views of yeah. the restaurants and everything like that. That was really quite stunning, really. Yeah, old Sacramento is nice. Like, uh, you could go there just sit down and have they, they have a bunch of restaurants right there they have some that are like right on the water area and um yeah have a meal and hang out there but um but yeah see that's that's one of the spots where i talk about it that's that's a nice area to go hang out they every year they have the like fireworks show there they have different events you know um because they know it's a nice area you also have like the American River that that I I've been to, which I'm guessing you you've been there as well, as well as like yeah. Chavez Park. Like yeah. it's still it's still even though from what you're telling me, like all the dangerous stuff, it seems like it does have like its fondest memories there. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely had good times, and all my time wasn't spent in the bad areas either. I did go to places like that, like you're saying, to down to American River, down to, um, I don't know if you went to, like, Discovery Park. Um, there's, there's just nice, nice areas around. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you don't mind me asking, like, going back to what happened when you were 15, do you believe it, it was due to the fact that um, it was hanging around with, uh, like, the negative people that you weren't supposed to be uh, hanging around with? Or like, like what happened exactly? If you don't want me asking, um, I th- I think that situation was just um, like I'm not gonna make too many excuses for it because like um, at the end of the day, like when that when that when that happened, um, I I was like I've told this story before where I was just ready to do life in prison because like I don't know maybe it's also just how I told you that my dad's always just talked about taking care of business and um just taking accountability and getting shit done and whatever. But, you know, he's always just told me also take accountability for stuff. And I knew what role I had played in, in the whole situation. It wasn't just like, Oh, uh, somebody just started shooting around me. I don't know what happened. Like, um, with that whole situation, like we walked up to somebody's house to go look for somebody, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like, Oh, Mm -hmm. like I was just in a bad, uh, wrong, wrong place, wrong time type of deal. Like, like no, it, it was a situation, but um, but like I said, I don't know. This this is just what was going on all around me. Like it was just normal. Like it was normal to go to school and get into fights and everybody just gang banging and um, I don't know. It was just <laughs> gang banging. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was just normal, you know. Um, oh my god, are we talking about gang banging? As in, was it people no, shooting each other, or we're we talking about sex <laughs> sex wise? Um, let's go with the shooting for, for this situation, for this scenario, we're talking about shootings and stabbings and things like that, not the sexual stuff, but there was, there was some <laughs> game banging going on too, in the sexual ways too. So I guess it was all uh, intertwined is, is all one. Yeah. Where was I? Where was I for this? <laughs> no, I'm joking. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is there anything else you want to discuss with this topic before we move on? Uh, no. I think that's about it. If anyone has any questions, uh, I'm sure Mini J um, probably has any questions regarding any of these issues. Chime in with the voice notes. We would love to hear what you guys say. Um, if you're feeling inspired by uh, King Gia's story uh, at the moment, we would love to hear from you. That'd be amazing. So let's get on to the third subject. So based on your life, who you are, as you are, your next subject, which is one of the current favorites amongst others, uh, I guess, on Tea Time, is... Um, song or album of influence and admiration so you have chosen two so tonight your chosen choices are uh for song i chose um bigger than life by nipsey hustle and then um an album that i really liked was um kevin gates luca brasi um two i think so it that's... was yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let's get into the first one. So Nipsey Hussle, um, God, um, rest in peace, his soul. And yeah, yeah, 
why why this song exactly um i think just like it, it's a mixture of just the lyrics themselves i mean I, I like the way the song sounds too you know the whole instrumental like the whole um how would they say the uh i forget how it sounds sonically you know i like how it sounds regardless but um when you go into like the lyrics and i don't know to me it's like the way he rapped it too like i like i felt like um there was a lot of emotions behind his words and um i don't know i just felt like i could relate a lot to like some of the stuff and um you know especially um there's certain lines like um you know like um that says like it sounds crazy for people to hear especially like now that you know i'm i'm truck driving i'm taking care of business i'm a family man you know um but you know at the same time i i live the life that i live you know and um it, it's all been a part of me and there's like a line a couple different lines whatever but there's one where you know he says like um shout out to the gang that turned me into a savage you know what i mean and like some people will like hear that and they're like ah, that that might sound just a little crazy but at the same time like sometimes you have to mold and adapt to your environments you know what's going on around you and like I think just certain people that didn't grow up the same way, maybe they just won't understand it. But um, there's just a couple lines in there that, to me, it, it just means a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was going to say that I actually listened to the song and I liked the part where he um, said, hope your opportunity survives the opt uh, opportunist. Hoping as you walk across the sand, you see my shoe print. As you follow till it change your life, it's all an evolution. And I hope you find your passion because I found mine in this music. And yeah. I really, really like that lyrics. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I definitely like the next couple lines when he says, um, what, what, what is the actual... Um, and, and I he hope says, it's not... I hope, but I hope it's not material because it's all an illusion and they all in a collusion, this racist into, uh, institution, double standard, acting like they're not the reason we're ruthless. Yeah. I mean, I, I like all that, but I definitely like the part where he says, but I hope it's not material because that's all an illusion. You know what I mean? Because like some people, I think... Mm -hmm. I think that they do things for the wrong reasons. I mean, it's it's cool, like, you know, like, we all want to have nice, fancy things and stuff like that. Don't get me wrong. Like, I, like at home, I have a nice SUV. I, you know, I spend a good little money on it. But at the end of the day, it, it doesn't really mean much, you know. I, I just got it because I was able to. But at the same time, like, I think, like, sometimes people just need to find their passion and find something they're passionate about, something they love, Um whatever it might be it doesn't necessarily have to be music just anything that you can find like a real passion for um i i, I think that that is is a, mo in a, a motivation in itself you know what i mean mm -hmm, and, um, mm -hmm. and this is a, a song from nipsey hustle uh, featuring uh, la, 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 la. oh there we go one second featuring june summers and this was released, um, I believe, in was it? This was released in two thousand and nine, I believe. Yeah, it was. It was a while ago. Um, 
But yeah. But do, music... do you know? Do you not find it funny how like his music has been around for a while, and then all of a sudden, when uh, when he passes away, everyone's like, "Oh my God, Nipsey Hussle! Like, I love your music and everything like that." And you're just yeah. like thinking, this always happens in the music industry when someone passes away, and then everyone starts listening to their whole back catalog afterwards. Yeah, that I I mean that that happens with like everybody. I mean, or e- even even if it, it might be the case that they never even heard of the person, and all of a sudden they just want to like go back and listen to everything and be like, oh, I'm the biggest fan, but they never heard them uh, while they were living or whatever. But there's also some artists that I guess. Um, I, I mean, you know, we, we tend to like move on to the next. So there might be an artist that like we did like, and then like, you know, it just kind of turns into somebody else. That's the hot person at the moment. So we kind of forget something happens and like, Oh shit. Like I used to love that guy's music or that girl's music or whatever. But Nipsey Hussle to me is just like, um, I, I I've been listening to him like probably since then, since Oh nine and Oh nine, I was still locked up. Um, I was still locked up, but the thing is, like, um, you know, we were able to get music in, whether it was um, through the MP3 players back then, like, it, they, we would still get begin the iPods and stuff like that. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, we had all kinds of music on there. And Nipsey Hussle was, like, one of the ones that was on there. Um, and, yeah, I would be listening to music. And I just felt like, e- even though I was still locked up at the moment, I felt like I had already done a lot of growing you know i feel like i've done a lot of changing in who i was and that's why like some of the lyrics just i don't know they just stuck out to me you know what i mean um uh i like was gonna after... say because he because he's uh sorry to, he's like um shall we say he's like a poet when it comes to his lyrics yeah. like you say you kind of grew you grew up um especially listening to his music as a person would you say like listening to his shall we say poetry in his lyrics made you made you realize you had to be a better person in life yeah yeah because i mean you know nipsey like at the end of the day yeah he did have certain songs that were just like i guess you could say like uh like game banged out like he was talking about some gangster shit but i mean it's just because that's the way he grew up you know what i mean Uh, and you can't I don't see it no type of way because I grew up the same fucking way. So I I know exactly what it is. Like, you know, like I feel like um, sometimes a lot of people will just always be proud of where they're from. But at the same time, understand that, you know, we, we got to grow from it. We can't stay stuck in that spot forever. You get what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like another line on that song, he says, um, this this road I chose to go down. Um, it's hard to slow down when in traffic. In order to grow, I had to let go of some habits. You know what I mean? And um, that's just real shit. I feel like was that I feel like every single person, like you say, habits go through this kind of like thing in their lives where they have to change within within themselves. Like for example, like a habit or addiction or whatever, and like just listening to someone's lyrics like even if it's lyrics or a movie or whatever it just gives that person's mindset to really do change in life would you agree yeah i mean because that's why like i think people say like music is therapy you know what i mean like for i think for the people doing the music themselves because i've heard plenty of times when people are like when i do music it's like therapy because you know they say they say certain things that maybe otherwise they wouldn't even 
say to their even close friends or family, you know what I mean? But they feel more comfortable putting it in a song. And since they do like just be honest with certain things, um, if you've been through the same thing or just can relate, period, like it, 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 I don't know, it's kind of like a form of therapy, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what was your, let's talk about your other choice of music of um, influence and admiration. Yeah, uh, I went with uh, Kevin Gates, uh, Luca Brasi. I think it was two, because uh, there's three mm-hmm. of them. Uh, I think it was Luca Brasi two, and um, the this was just an album that I liked. This this came out like um, I forget when it was, 2013, 14, something so like that. Let me give was it? Let me give the load on this one because this is actually on Wikipedia that I can actually <laughs> okay. I like give a shout out to. So Kevin Gates is a was a Kevin Gates um, release Luca Brasi to is a 12th commercial mixtape by American rapper Kevin Gates released on December 14th 2014 through his own independent record label Breadwinners Association and Atlantic Records and this charted at number 38 in the US Billboard 200 and was actually a certified platinum in the US. So even though this um this didn't make um a difference in the charts, it made a big huge difference influentially to a lot of people listening because a lot of people did listen to this work, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And um sorry I had to drink a little bit of this tea because my throat, I don't know what the hell was going on there. But um <laughs> no worries. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, but the the album myself, like I really liked it, just because I guess um, at this point Kevin Gates is somebody else that, I mean, a lot of the music I like is because I just relate to it, you know. And Kevin Gates, like his story, I just relate to it a lot. Um, and he's been like in and out of prison himself. And um, when he did this album. It was it was like after one of the I think it was after he did like three years in prison and um and I don't know like the thing about it is it he was talking he talks a lot about the doing time and stuff like that but it's not just like like glorifying it like oh I'm the toughest guy but at the same time he just like broke it down to a way that I could really relate you know because sometimes um I feel like at least with me myself, I always felt like I always just took care of business. I didn't try to do like the extras or none of that shit. I always stayed to myself. Like I'm like an introverted person, you know what I mean? So I always mm-hmm. kind of stayed to myself. And Kevin Gates, like he said himself that, you know, he, he considers himself an introvert. He always stays to himself, but in his music is the only time when he like really expresses himself. And like, he, he gets into like, some vulnerable stages you could say because he just expresses completely like how he was feeling at certain times and even though like you might see somebody wilding out like because they're in prison and they have to fight somebody or possibly even stab somebody or whatever like you see that and you're thinking like this person's crazy but you know like in the song itself like he'll be talking about like based like you know i forget the actual lyrics but basically saying like i'm doing this but I'm scared of shit at the same time. Like I'm just doing what I have to do, you know? And um, like, I don't know. I just felt like it was like coming from a real place. Like a lot of the songs on the, on the album, like, and at the moment I was still on parole and stuff like that. And, you know, I was just, I had already been home sometime, but you know, I'm thinking like just listening to it. I'm thinking about all the situations I had to go through and stuff. And so I don't know. It just, 
it was just another form of therapy, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Jose, what is your, do you have any uh, favorites among this mixtape? Any favorite songs? Uh, my favorite off the project, I would say Perfect Imperfection. And why why that song in uh like exactly? Um, just just what he was talking about. I mean, the name itself. <laughs> I mean, um, I I think it's the dead already... giveaway, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, like at the same time, it's just like I said. Like I don't know. Like um, if you listen to the song, like he sounds real aggressive in the song. At least most of the time, like you you hear aggression, but then at the same time then you the next line you might hear like emotion out of his voice you know what i'm saying because like i I don't know i always just took it that way like like me myself i just knew that i always just took care of what i need to take care of and like at the end of the day that doesn't necessarily mean that you're a horrible person for doing some crazy shit you get what i'm saying um Mm -hmm. i don't i don't know like uh like like he like there's a line where I talked about a little bit ago, like being an introvert, right? Like he says, emotionally, I'm an introvert, but it comes off as aggression. He says, no one understands me and everybody can be slow. It's refreshing to find someone who thinks like me so I can't be wrong. And, um, you know, like at, at that point in time, like, um, you know, I was I was like, I guess, kind of fresh in the relationship that I had with the mother of my kids. Um Cause even though like um we ended up, well she ended up getting pregnant, basically before we even really got together, you know, the sexual act happened obviously, but um, but we actually ended up getting together like further down the road and like I felt like she understood a lot of me. You get what I'm saying? And um, she grew up in a similar way. Like we grew up together. Like basically, like I grew up with her brothers and. I would always be hanging out with her brothers and stuff like that. And, um, you know, so like, I don't know, just little lines like that. Like I just, just resonate a lot with me. It just forms of therapy, I guess. I, I'm just keep saying. No, but it's, it's good because like, just looking at his track list, like just looking at the names, it just seems like, like a story he's telling. This seems like a concept album. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just like a mixture of like all the emotions he was feeling after getting out of jail, and I guess just feeling motivated to keep going and changing because like um like he also has that song I don't get tired and like um I I felt like like that was me even though obviously I would get tired you know fucking you're gonna get tired after working so much but at that point in time like you know my daughter was just born she was young at the time and I I was just making sure that. I took care of business, you know, like my whole thing was like, I'm always make sure that my daughter, um, she doesn't go without, you know, that there's nothing that she needs. Like all the, all the extras are extras, but basically like all the necessities were taken care of, you know, and um, that song where he's talking about, I don't get tired. He's talking about just, just working nonstop and pushing and, you know, like his actual lines are saying something about like, I have six jobs and whatever. And, I don't, I don't know exactly what he means by the six jobs, but he's talking about I have six jobs. But then he says I'm a full I'm a full time grinder and a full time father, and this that and just like lines like that where it's like you know because he's a father himself and like I think it just mm-hmm. motiv it just motivated me at the moment to 
keep pushing and doing what I had to do to, you know, get like keep improving myself because like I said, at the time I was still on parole. Um, I still had to deal with my parole officer. He was constantly telling me about the ways that I was fucking up about basically I, I should be doing this, that better. I should be working at a better job, but he's knowing that I have like felonies on my record, like different things where it's just like, it would get to me at times, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm just going to keep doing what I got to do to just take care of business. I mean, I guess that's going to be the fucking, uh, how would you say the, the model for the night, just take care of business, you know? Because mm-hmm. from why it sounds like from his um, life, he seems like he's more or less had a similar life to yours from, yeah. from my research. So I'm, yeah. I, I do, I do understand why you can relate to him. What is it about this sec, the specific second uh, Luca Brasi mixtape uh, that speaks to you, opposed to the first one and the third one? Um, I, I like the other ones too. Like, don't get me wrong, I pretty much like all his projects, but um, I don't know. I I think it was just like I said, just just that situation, just knowing that. At the moment, I was, like, dealing with my own legal fucking shit. And at the same time, you know, my daughter was young. And I'm just thinking, like, like I got I got to be able to do better. Like, because, you know, a lot of people, when they go to prison, and especially they end up having, like, felonies on the record and stuff like that, they'll mm-hmm. end up making, like, all the excuses in the world on why they stay broke, why they can't get a job, why they can't provide for their kids you know and stuff like that and I, I just never wanted that to be me because like you know now you have somebody that's depending on you and I think at the moment it was just it was just like motivation and therapy at the moment to like keep me going because like you know I, I had somebody now depending on me like that was more important to me than anything um, you know because like I said from the beginning of the show like I've always just been the type of person that like if I have a real love for you I'm gonna make sure that you're that you're good before I am you know, I'm okay with my needs coming last because I'm 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 a giver. You know what I mean? I'm a, a giver, a protector, a um, couple different things. You know, but uh, I'm just a, a person who, like, when I do love, I love hard. You know, uh, when it comes to loyalty, I believe like that that's loyalty, respect. Like those are two things that just like in my book just should never be crossed. Like when they're crossed, it's just you know ultimate disrespect. Like. Um, I don't know because I when I'm loyal and I respect somebody, I just I show it. You know, I'm not a person of many words. Um, like I said, introverted and stuff, but I, I, I show I'll show what I feel. You know, has that has that um, has that loyalty been there throughout your life, or has it just been ingrained in your life like just a couple years back? Would you say? I, I mean, I, I think. Um, I think it's like a mixture of like the fact that I was like involved with the gang stuff. And, you know, those are like one of the big things, right? Like you're supposed to be loyal to your homeboys and this, that, or that. It's a mixture of that, but I think it's more about also just back to my dad, you know, um, he, he always just made it big that at the end of the day, we have to take care of family. You know what I mean? Like, um, as whatever we have going on and then, we might be fighting with each other, but at the end of the day, you always take care of family because there's been situations where I, I was getting into it with my brother and like, man, fuck you and this, that, or that. And five minutes later, I'm ready to fight some guy down the street. 
And even though me and my brother were just like, fuck you, yeah, okay, fuck you, he, he sees what's going on or I see him in a situation and everything goes out the window. Like, that's my brother. Like, that comes first. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the loyalty to the family, like, was just big, you know? And um, mm-hmm. I think it was just something that was instilled young. Just loyalty and respect. I don't know. Love it. Is there anything else into this topic you want to discuss before we move on? Uh, no, I think that's about it. <laughs> so we have a ditty from uh, our pal, Cal2020. Hey, girl. Hi, Paolo. Hi, Gio. Just scrolling through and I come across your live. Mm, tea time with Gio. <gasps> Wonder what tea's going to spill. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, good to have you, Kel. Uh, yeah. We're here. When was the last discussion. time you, you guys spoken to each other? Like, on stereo? Uh, me and Kel? Um, yeah. Our last show was probably in March, probably. Damn. It's been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely has been a while. I mean, like, it's, it just seems like a lot of people have their lives moving on because, like, the whole pandemic seems to be dying down soon. And, yeah, pe- people just seem to be less and less on Staria, which is a little bit disheartening, but at the same time, I get it because this app was designed to have people to come on to help their mental health and just, like, speak to other people, really. Yeah, I think for a lot of people it was kind of like a, like a getaway from reality of whatever was going on, and just being able to speak to somebody, just talk to somebody that they could connect with and relate to, or you know what I mean, uh, mm-hmm. therapy. So yeah, you was that you you do use um, stereo quite often though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I have other shows going on and stuff like that. So um, yeah. Are you was it? Are you still? Are you still trucking whilst you're doing the lives? Like still, or is that yeah. calmed down now? <laughs> um, it's calmed down a little bit because I mean, like, uh, like with the shows with Co. I mean, those I would definitely be doing during my shift. I think the only ones I usually do during my my work hours now is like the show I have with um M Spectacular. You know, uh, facts on facts every mm-hmm. Wednesday. Um, but while I do that show with her, I'm usually still at work. And, um, you know, but I, I still just continue on with the show, you know, um, some people, uh, you know, they, they have a lot of free time to just, you know, be able to be in a nice quiet spot or whatever. But like I said, mm-hmm. 12, 14 hour days every day is just pretty much my normal thing at work, but I still try to get shows in. And, um, so other than that, you know, like the show I have with Worm or like the one with Millie J, um, those, I'm doing like while I'm at home and stuff like that. So it's a different experience. Uh, like I, you know, I like it. We have another one from Cal. Let's play there. Yeah, we've done quite a few lives, ain't we? But yeah, I think it was our last one, probably around March sort of time. Yep. Yeah. I was, I was gonna say, Cal, where you been, girl? You've you've been like a wall as well, girl. <laughs> Yeah, I saw I was 
Yeah, I saw her on was it um, Instagram Live with Ben and Rawls today with Nick the Nurse, and I was like thinking, child, where have you been? Because I haven't seen you in a while. You know what she's got and done. So I don't know if you know this, but I met up with some of the stereo crew from London, and I didn't realize this until like probably the next day, but she was watching my um, my uh, not. Not my Instagram live. She was watching Ray J UK's live, like Instagram live, whilst I was getting drunk on like live on the video. And she was on like literally live with other people, like such as Ben the Rules and freaking Catherine 2020. And she was laughing the whole time with us getting absolutely wasted on Instagram live. And she's just like, like on stereo live talking about it. I was just like, bitch, like get the fuck out of stereo, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did see like some of your posts where you met up with a couple of the people from here um, off of stereo that, you know, you guys have over there in the UK. And um, that's pretty dope. I mean, you know, I mean, see if we do some kind of big meetup over here in the States too, you know, um, for everybody here or anybody that can fly over, fuck it. But, you know, make it a thing. We'll see. Yeah, do you have anyone that you met on stereo that's close by to you? Uh, yeah, uh, a couple of people, and then, um, and aside from that, I mean, you know, it, it's not too crazy to like pick a destination and we all just kind of meet up, you know, and um, mm -hmm. yeah, all I'm gonna say is be careful uh, when you like meet these people and you involve drinks because like i went through a whole <laughs> bottle of tequila and a whole bottle of wine and it it wasn't pretty let's just say i, I was hungover for like two days straight <laughs> oh yeah but that's all part of it that has to happen paulo it has to happen yeah but not not um not that you have a hangover after two years you know after two years because after two years because like <laughs> i i didn't really drink during was it during the lockdown here so after two years i was like wow now i remember why i don't, I don't like drink it that much because like <laughs> gives me a fucking hangover like this shit you know fuck's yeah. sake <laughs> um we have one from miss spectacular hey paulo it's tea time with king geo what's going on you burrito, spicy burrito, you. May you both stay spectacular and continue to have a wonderful show. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you, Em. Thank you for being here. I, I love her voice because it's so it's so sensual and so calm. You just want to sing spectacular, Miss Spectacular. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I, I mean, I even if I... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, even if I tried, I, I couldn't do no spectacular kind of the way she does that. I don't know, you know, because uh, I mean, first of all, I have the man's voice, but um, my voice is not that. But yeah, I have to say that your your voice on stereo is very calm. You're very common and collective. That's for sure. Mm, you think so? Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, very, I, it's very it's very smooth as well. I'm gonna put it out there as well. Oh, okay, okay. No, I mean, yeah, I mean, for the most part, I'm kind of a chill person. I mean, a lot of people just say that, like, mm, you're just real chill and reserved. Like, yeah, that's just kind of me. So, you know, I like it. I like it. Okay, let's play quickly another one from. Cal. I think the sh the thing that we had going on our shows 
was just brilliant because I think that our shows were the only shows where I got the most listeners because everyone was so interested in talking about it. Like, they used to be booming, like... Mm, yeah, definitely. I mean, we're definitely doing some numbers there. I was going to say, like, it was actually interesting to see your lives with um, yourself and Cal together because you guys are both completely different people. Like, you have a chilled, smooth American accent when she has this, like, whole loud Essex um <laughs> British accent when she's like, "You right, babes? How are you doing today?" You know. <laughs> yeah, and I'll just be I like, love yeah, it. "Doing good." <laughs> and I remember was that I remember the first early talks with Cal. Like she would always bring me over. I liked. Um, from Instagram, because uh, give me a message and she'd be like, "Come on, stereo, because we're having this discussion where we want to know if it's called scones or scones." You know, <laughs> oh, the yeah. memories, I love it. Uh, we have one from Mama Kids. Happy Pride Month, Polo. Happy Pride Month. How are you doing, Mr. Wonderful? Both of you guys doing? How are you both doing? And I hope your podcast is going well. I hope you're having a wonderful day. God bless you both. Yes, welcome. I love how she calls you Mr. Wonderful. You are Mr. Wonderful. <laughs> mm, thank you. Yes, okay. So, King Gia, are you ready for your next subject of tea time? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so based on your life, who you are, as you are, your next subject is a television series slash movie of inspiration and influence. Tonight, your chosen choice is... Uh, the movie Empire. Not the show Empire, because I think there's a show too, right? Empire. Mm -hmm. But the, there's a movie Empire... Um, I forget exactly what year it came out. Like it was early two thousand, maybe two thousand two, two thousand. I don't even know. Um, so let me give you the brief lowdown, and then you can talk about it. One second. So okay. the movie is actually not the television series, guys. It's actually a movie. It's called Empire, released in two thousand two. It's an American gangster film, starring John the Luquinciamo and Pete and Peter Skarsgård. And this was um, 90 minutes long, um, released in the US. The budget was 4 million. The box office had a revenue of eight, over 18 million plus. And yeah, I've actually never heard of this movie. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, I mean, the the main reason why I liked it is just because, um, I don't know, I just, I just watched it a couple times, like, growing up. And the thing is, like, I think just because... Um, like the whole movie is going on and like pretty much throughout every scene um the guy the main character he he's narrating and um i don't know like i i think it reminded me a lot of like um like some of the stuff that my dad would say because like he was just big on like loyalty respect big on things like that and just just also just getting shit done you know um if you watch the movie like you know everything's going on but then in between scenes when you transition to the next thing he's like you know he's like um like when it 
when it first starts off, he talks about having a, a, a navigator, you know, back then the navigators were like a big thing. And um, he talks about having mm-hmm. a navigator and parking it in, in the, in the roughest part of New York. And um, basically no, no one's going to touch the navigator. You know what I mean? He's, he's like, I could leave it unlocked. And he said, but you know why he's like, he's like, because it's respect, you know, he's, and then he just talks about like, he starts breaking the shit down. And I don't know, like to me, it just, it just reassured in my head that that's just the way a man's supposed to carry himself. And, you know, I, I get it. It's a movie and some people like, it's a gangster movie too. Like, you know, like people act like gangsters can't like live in real life or in society. You know what I mean? Like you have to have a, a job to like be something or whatever. And, you know, at the end of the day, that, that kind of is the situation. But at the same time, I think everybody just lives their own life. Everybody has their own situations, but, um, I don't know. I just I just felt like even though it was a gangster movie, there's some fucking killings going on, drug dealing, um, money laundering, different shit like that going on. There was a lot of morals involved with it. And at the end of the day, I'm I don't know. I'm big like when it comes to like morals or even just talking about morals or anything that has to do with like philosophy and just um, you know, what I mean, just the way people carry themselves and the way we see the world. I don't know. So I just felt like the movie was very relatable to me because of the street stuff that was going on. But at the same time, like I said, just tied in with, with morals. And um, I just thought it was a real dope movie. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the plot, the plot. And um, when I see, I'm sorry if I'm going to spoil this for people, but uh, it's just yeah, at the end of the movie, Vic is preparing to head to the hospital and see the birth of his child when Raphael arrives and shoot, shoots him in the head. The movie ends with Vic lying dead. I was like, "Wow, this is a this is a very interesting finale plot twist." <laughs> mm-hmm. So why? Okay, so you say this is a movie of influence, like how how would you how would like would you say this is relatable to the past life that you've been through or like how how does it this influence you exactly i mean it i yeah i guess it just just because it ties into it like i think at the moment especially because i i watched it when it did come out and you know at that at that age 2002 i forget i think i was like mm-hmm. 13 years old i forget what it was but um so you know it, it was just something like very relatable because I don't know I, I felt like it was like me at the moment and at the same time just um I don't know like like I said I, I guess just because it had a lot to do with the morals and stuff and just it made me think of how I should be doing stuff because at the end of the movie you know it ends up pretty bad for the guy but at the same time like I don't know I guess sometimes life has a crazy way of doing that kind of shit but at the same time, before he died, I feel like um, he, at the end of the day, like like how tying it into like what my dad said, at the end of the day, like you got to be able to look in the mirror and be proud of the man you see, you know? And I think regardless of him, you know, being killed or whatever, like he was able to die like as a man, you know, like knowing that boom, this is it. But I lived my life the way that I was supposed to, you know what I mean? Well, at least carried myself the way I was supposed to. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, was know, it, I, this... Yeah, go well, ahead. I was, go I, ahead. I, I was going to say at that time, you know, like 
there was a bunch of other shit going on around me. Like I said, the case that I got locked up for was involving a murder and there's other shit going on in my life. And I, I don't know, I guess just cause I thought about that aspect, like, like if I die tomorrow, um, as long as I carry myself a certain way, like I, I, I would have been happy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that what's that? I don't actually know this movie and I, I would probably watch it though because it sounds interesting. But is there like, yeah, is there like good aspects of this movie for those who are listening and thinking like, like why should I watch this movie? Um, good aspects. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, there's some good times, you know, because um, basically, you know, the guy gets involved with the, with the guy who basically he's pretending to be somebody who he's not um he sets him up the whole time to basically rob him of millions of dollars um drug money it's and it's all drug money that he's giving to him but you know he's saying like look i'm investing it in stocks and this is what we're doing and and he would be lying to him too you know like like um it's just a very intriguing movie because like the guy like has no clue because and aside from from the guy like not showing him basically all of the paperwork that would go along with any stock holdings and stuff like that. The thing is like, he says it all the time. He's, he, he, he's like, I'm, I'm just from the street. Like I know how to sell drugs. I don't know about corporate. I don't know about stocks and things like this, you know? So like, you know, he, he was basically putting his trust in somebody, you know what I mean? And even though it turned out bad for him, like, it just goes back to morals like he felt like this is somebody i'm doing business with i can trust him he's supposed to be loyal to me because i'm you know i'm being loyal to him and we're doing business together but you know in the end it ended up, ended up being a whole snake move but um I don't, I don't know how much more to break it down but it's just a very intriguing movie i think it's a good movie you know mm-hmm. when was the last time you watched this movie the last time I watched it was probably like a while ago, maybe like three years ago or something like that. So, mm-hmm. but I, I watched it plenty of times. Mm-hmm. How many times have you watched it? Would you say? Probably, probably like like fifteen times. Oh wow! So it's a favorite, like amongst you, no? Yeah, and especially like watching it later like i don't know i think also just because at the moment like i i really liked the the movie like at, at the moment when i was younger and like even now watching it as i'm older i guess it just kind of brings like some kind of like uh nostalgia you know what i mean like um mm-hmm. yeah so i don't know i, I just enjoy watching it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's always those movies that come out like Around the 80s, 90s, and the early 2000s, that are usually the best ones, no? Would you say? Yeah. Sorry about that. I was getting a call. <laughs> no worries. We're gonna we're gonna keep it um, short because I'm keep getting phone calls from my mother as well. So I'm guessing there's something happening. Oh, but man. anyway, moving on. Um, is there anything else that you want to discuss with this topic before we move on? Uh, no. That's about it. Ah, okay. So let's play this, Diddy, and we'll get into your final subject of tea time. So next one is, um, Mini J. Empire? I thought, I thought it was Zootopia. 
exposed. <laughs> nah, Do you Zootopia. like Zootopia? No, it's just the other day we were talking about Zootopia and uh but she actually, you know what, let me call her out because she's the one who I, I told her I said I was like, Yeah, I watched that movie because I watched it with my kids, you know? And then she's like, Oh yeah, I watched it too, but it was because I wanted to watch it. So her as a grown woman wanted to watch uh Zootopia. Um and she says she liked it. I liked the movie myself, but I watched it because of my kids. But I guess she had some urge to watch it, and she liked it. So did I. Oh, my God. What else was it? Okay, so my question is, now that she mentions it, what is your guilty pleasure movie? Like, what movie that you, you were like, I'm never going to watch it. You watched it eventually. You're like, I like this, actually, but I'm not going to say anything. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Let me think. There's actually a couple, but let me think of one. Um, I honestly like um, Easy A. Have you seen Easy A before? Oh, I fucking love Easy A. It's such <laughs> a guilty play. It's like the me. It's like Mean Girls, but it's like the modern day version of Mean Girls. Yeah. And it's, you know, like, obviously, like, you know, most men, if they were to sit down and watch this, like, what the fuck is this? But I don't, I don't know. I, I actually like the movie. So, yeah, there's that. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, like, thinking the, the best ones was that the best um, person who was on Easy Eye from what I can remember was Amanda Bynes when she was playing that, that holy Christian girl. But reality, she was such a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, she was trying to act like in front of all the you know teachers and everybody else, like, like oh my god, God Jesus, and then she was really a bitch. I, <laughs> I love it when she was like, "You've made your bed. I just hope for your sake you clean the sheets." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. love it, love it. Okay, so let's get into your final subject. So usually the fifth subject is the wildcard subject. And I pass the baton on to my special guest, King Gio, and he can talk about whatever he wants um, regarding anything, really. So it could be anything of influence. It could be anything that he wants to uh, make you guys mindful of, anything of awareness. So take it away, King Gio. What is your wildcard subject to close the um, Tea Time show with? Um, I forgot the actual phrase that I used when I submitted the answers to you, but basically is like um so, let me read it to you so you okay. wrote don't ever limit yourselves don't settle yeah yeah so yeah that um so the reason why i say that is just because i mean just because i i mean I, I just spoke about a lot of like my life story right now and you know like i said like when um when my daughter was born i was just thinking like because i I knew a lot of people, I mean, to this day, I know a lot of people who have kids and just can't provide for the kids. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's a fucked up situation, mm -hmm. but it's reality, you know? And it's not necessarily that they can't. It's just that they're more occupied. Their priorities are fucked up. They're more worried about hanging out with the homeboys. They're more worried about chasing after girls because, I mean, their relationship with the baby mom probably didn't work out. So they're more worried about other things than the fucking kids. You know what I'm saying? And like that just ties in because like I, I felt like I, I didn't want to be that, you know, what I mean, I want to um, make sure that not just that I was able to just 
take care of them for what they needed, but to do more than that. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to me and my kids, like we've gone to all kinds of places. We've gone to Disneyland, um, Legoland. Like we have season passes for that stuff, like to SeaWorld, take them out to the beach. Um, there's plenty of places around here that we went to, zoos. Um, we went to a safari up in Oregon. They have a um, like a whole drive through safari. Like just so many things that like, like I never wanted to feel like, like basically like, well, this is it. Like I grew up in a fucked up way. I went to prison. I have felonies on my record, so I can't make shit happen in my life. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to be one of those guys that just made excuses on why I couldn't get shit done. I always just try to figure out a way to take care of business. Like I said, it it was going to be the motto of the show and that's just what it is, taking care of business. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, just plain and simply, that's just the way I see it, man. Like we, we can't limit ourselves and make excuses on why we're not able to do the things we want to do in life, you know? And do you, was it, do you, um, do you give that life lessons to your kids as well? Or are you going to keep reminding them of them? Yeah. I mean, um, I, I think just throughout the years going and everything like that, I mean, I've, I've told my daughter a couple of things like that having to do with that. And, um, I feel like, you know, just as she grows and obviously my son's too, um, but you know, she's older, there's a gap between them. So she's, she's older. Um, but as they all grow, I just feel like, you know, just having conversations with them whenever they are feeling like, like maybe they're feeling stuck with something like I can't do this or I can't do that. Like, why can't you, you know, there's always a way, mm-hmm. you know, they always say like, if there's a will, there's a way. And um, sometimes it might be a something hard that you have to do and get done, but, Hey, take care of business. Get it done, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. So with that, guys, give it up for my special guest, King Gio. Yes. How was your tea time experience? I'll tell you this much. Um, it was it was great. Uh, I definitely like this talk, Paolo. Um, thank you for having me on here. I mean, this this was a good little talk. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was a good little talk. It's crazy because, I mean, uh, I was talking to about Millie, uh, to Millie about this, about how, like, um, basically, in, in, I am a very, like, quiet person. And it's, it has nothing to do with um, being shy or nothing like that because I'm very confident in everything I do. I'm very confident in me and myself as just a man, period. Um, but it's just my personality, you know, just being introverted and stuff like that. And, um it's crazy because on this app, I feel like, I don't know, like I feel like I've taught more than I ever have. You get know what I'm saying? And um, mm-hmm. and somebody listening might be like, well, he didn't say too much with certain things. But, I mean, to me, it's a lot. You know what I mean? Um, so, I don't know. Ex- experiences like this is just, I, I guess, I don't know, therapy. But so um, shout out to you for having me on the show. It was definitely a good time. Well, thank you for being my first guest for season two of Tea Time. So I do appreciate you. And I do appreciate you in general anyways. And it's actually really nice to finally talk with you on Stereo for the first time since we we first met like a couple of months back. So I really appreciate you a lot. Yeah, I appreciate you. I mean, because I know we've had just little... uh comments back and forth convos small little convos but you know nothing like this nothing where it's a whole sit down and you know get to talk and everything like that so this was definitely a good time thank you Mm -hmm. for 
And also to give you a shout out for um, your workout and trying to improve yourself body wise, because I, I, I'm seeing the progression and I'm seeing how you want to change your body as well. So work or was it work it and I'll, i i believe in you <laughs> <laughs> well thank you thank you less was it less on the burritos go for salads okay <laughs> yeah yeah or maybe uh burrito bowls have you had burrito bowls before i love burrito bowls yeah so just i guess skip on the tortilla we'll see we'll see how it all works out <laughs> i mean you can still have a tortilla maybe maybe just like a crumb you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just 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 to get the taste and then forget about it. Yeah. Okay, before we go, we have one last ditty and yeah, it's from Millie J. Bye guys. Bye Paulo. Bye King Gio. Okay. Okay, and guys, that that was it. That was the first episode of Tea Time Season 2. Um, special guests with King Gio. Join me next week as I'll be making all was it my trip all the way from Canada as I'll be speaking to none other than Canadian queer squirrel K Max. So join me for that next week. So guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening where you are, wherever you are in the world. And always, motherfuckers, stay spicy. Oh, bye, guys. Bye, Kinjiyo. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>